curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who've been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy podcast. Hello, everyone. Michelle Slaney Travato here. Welcome to the Living Your Legacy show. I am always on the search for people who do really unique and cool things that can help all of us as we're growing and striving towards our legacy. And today I've got a really interesting one for us all to hear from. So I'd like to say hello to my friend, Cora Naylor. Hi, Cora. Hi, Michelle. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I am super excited to have you here. And for everybody in the audience, you need to know who Cora is because she is awesome. And what she does is so interesting. So let me tell you a little about her. Cora is a certified emotion code practitioner. Hmm, we're going to get into that because I had never heard of that before Cora told me she was doing it. She's a life coach, a virtual co-working host. Oh, sorry, she hosts virtual co-working and she hosts the Crack the Code podcast. If you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend that you do. It's really interesting, the people she has on there and the stuff that they talk about. She is also a personal development junkie and a lifelong learner. I love that about you, Cora. And here's Cora's story. After her kids left home, Cora was ready to discover what was next for her. She had worked a lot of traditional jobs as well as direct sales businesses over the years, but never realized the success that she was always hoping for. And how many of us have been like that? She knew that the issue was something within herself. After working with an emotion code practitioner, Cora realized that it was her emotional baggage that was holding her back. And don't we all carry that baggage with us through life? Like, wouldn't it be nice to put that stuff down and be baggage free? Oh, I'd love that. Once she cracked the code of her emotions, she knew she could help other women do the same thing. Yay! Love it. Cora now helps other women easily release the trapped emotions that contribute to negative self-talk. And oh God, who doesn't have that? Those limiting beliefs, those things where you tell yourself, I can't for no particular reason other than I can't. Uh, she releases money blocks. Mm, that's a good one, particularly if you're forging legacy, because the truth is money is always going to play a part in it, but we hold ourselves back. We hold ourselves back with fear and anxiety in our businesses too. And she can help us all with that. She also does this through her free virtual co-working sessions. And Cora, I'm going to get you to tell us a little bit about what they are later on. One-to-one sessions. And she offers group programs. There is so much to unpack. Get it? There's the baggage coming. So much to unpack today. So Cora, I'm so excited to have you here. Can't wait to dig in. So Let's start with this. 
when you were in grade four and the teacher said to you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Certified emotion code practitioner doesn't even make it into the realm of possible for a four-year-old. So what was the journey that got you there? Yeah, I know. It's funny because when I um, think back to what I wanted to be when I was a kid, I always, always played teacher, but I never went into teaching. I think by the time I got to high school, I was too lazy to do the work that I needed to do to go to university. <laughs> I just wanted to get out and make some money. <laughs> yeah, but, I can understand that. Yeah, but then that led me down the road of doing many different kinds of jobs, all kinds of traditional jobs. And then at one point I got... Uh, exposed to direct sales and that put me into another parallel universe where I got into the whole personal development and all that kind of stuff and then um, you know got into really networking and that's when I met a lady that was an emotion code practitioner and I did a few sessions with her and I was really intrigued by it kind of loved what happened and then I left it alone for a little bit. And then I went and got certified as a life coach. And while I was doing my life coach training and we are in the section working on emotions and they're like, you know, remember something from your past and dig in, let's deal with all this stuff. And I was like, man, I think the emotion code would be a lot easier than this. Mm-hmm. And for me, like my parents split up when I was a kid and my subconscious blocked a lot of stuff that happened. It wasn't anything really bad. I didn't get abused or anything like that. But my subconscious brain obviously thought, you know, better not heard and not seen, just tied out. And so I blocked a lot of stuff. And so I knew that I needed something else to get it out. And that's where the emotion code came in. So eventually I did go and do the emotion code training and got certified as a practitioner. Cool. Now I need to know. What is the emotion code? How does this work? Yeah, it's all about energy. Um, The emotion code was developed by Dr. Bradley Nelson, who's out of Utah. He's a retired chiropractor, but he started using it while he was practicing. And he developed this chart that has 60 emotions on it, all negative emotions. And you use muscle testing to figure out what emotions are attached to each event. So as you go through life and you go through different events, if you don't process those emotions, they get stored in your body like little balls of energy and they can come back and haunt you later. And they're not, they come back by, they get triggered by something. So it might not be anything to do with what you're doing now. Like for instance, I had a client that was really nervous about going to the dentist for some possible dental surgery. Mm -hmm. And when we released the emotions, they were around some stuff that happened with her dad when she was a kid. So, but the going to the dentist triggered those emotions. Yeah. So you use muscle testing to find the emotions that are associated with each event And then you swipe them away with the magnet, which dissipates the energy, kind of like releasing the magnetic strip off the back of a credit card. Except we wouldn't want to release the magnetic strip off the credit card. At least we we want to use it. No, it's just like that kind of idea, Mm -hmm. right? I get that. Yeah. And the thing to remember is you can't just look at the chart and say, oh, let's just delete these 60 emotions. Everything's all done because you have to find the event that goes with the emotion in order to release it. So oftentimes we can have the same emotion stored multiple times for different events. So it, it can take a while sometimes to figure them out. Hmm. That's interesting. 
Um, and I see where you thought about that and how that came up for you that you might need some extra support in some of those areas. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, in our average lives, people who are out there trying to create legacies, you know, they have this grand vision of this, this thing that they feel just called to create in the world, usually around helping people, helping themselves, helping some other people, taking people along with them. Like it's, it's an amazing thing that they really want to take on. And then those pesky emotions start getting up, getting in the way. What, what would, what would one look for? Like, how would you know if that's what's happening? Just know if you're, if you're doubting yourself, if you're, you know, you know what you need to do. Like I know in my case, there are a lot of women that I work with, you know, we've taken a lot of courses. We've, you know, worked with different coaching groups or masterminds. We know what we need to do and we're not moving forward. Like, why are we not moving forward? It seems pretty cut and dried, but we can't just brute force our way in. Hmm. So there's something well, it's not there. Like that email that you're just avoiding yeah. writing. It's yeah. something bigger than that, right? Yeah. Or maybe it's, there's this, I don't know, pulling it off the top of my head. Maybe there's, you know, a funding source that you need mm -hmm. to do the application for. And, and it's, it's the money that will solve the thing and make your, your legacy come alive. And you just, for whatever reason, can't either you filled it all out and you can't hit submit, or you just can't even fill it out. Sure. I know. I mean, it's one thing to avoid things and procrastinate. We all do that. You know, yeah. I, never ironed as much in my life as when I was trying to avoid things in university, yeah. usually that assignment that I was like, I just don't really want to do this. Right. I ironed clothes. I like, and they were yeah. really well ironed. I ironed a lot of unnecessary things <laughs> as well, yeah. like bed sheets and things along those lines. Like, why would you do that? You don't need to do that. But you know, when you think about it from that perspective, definitely there was something in my head, but it was sort of, um, you know, I just don't want to do it right now. And you get at it. You're talking about the stuff you literally cannot get yourself yeah. to do, right? And it could be either one. Procrastinating is a huge one too. And one of the emotions that often comes up with procrastinating is called creative insecurity. And it's just sort of doubting what you can do. And I, that's one that I use a lot in my co-working session. Every time everybody releases creative insecurity around just starting a project or if you've got writer's block or something like that. Yep. Interesting. That's so cool. Like, I, again, folks, I had never heard anything about this till Cora started talking about like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And then let's talk a little bit about what that process is like. So when you meet someone and they come in and they say, there's this thing, or I've got this problem, or I feel like there's something holding me back and I don't know what it is. What happens next? Well, then we, we talk about it, but mostly like the, the thing, one of the things that I really like about this process is that you don't have to remember the event for us to release the emotions and I don't need to know your backstory. So unlike counseling where you're talking about it and trying to figure out what's going on, we can just ask the right questions and then use the muscle testing to find the emotions and release them, but we don't have to go into the story. But we can ask how old you were when the emotion was trapped. Sometimes I need to know that. The muscle testing will ask for that. But even if it doesn't, we can find out. Because it is interesting if I say, oh, it happened when you were eight. And you know, oh, I remember what was going on when I was eight. But you don't have to tell me about it. I don't need to know. 
Interesting. That is so interesting. Like so fascinating for me, like all these things, you know, what goes on between our ears is really quite fascinating in a really positive way, but also in a really negative way. And looking at how to address that is so cool, right? The human brain, such a fascinating and scary place to be sometimes. Yeah. And if you have a vibe that's off with somebody or, you know, sometimes it's a heart wall. So you know, we have all those little balls of energy that are floating around from all those unprocessed emotions. And Dr. Brad figures the average person has about two or 300 trapped emotions. So you just might not, they might not be getting in your way. It's more for people that are like trying to get into a business or starting a legacy, like getting out of your comfort zone. That's when a lot of the kind of stuff comes up that you want to deal with. But a heart wall actually stores those emotions around your heart and can prevent you from having a relationship that you want or just for that energy to flow with that person. So often when you release a heart wall, things, interesting things can happen. Like, uh, yeah, people communicating that didn't. Like I released a heart wall for a lady who hadn't talked to her dad for a long time. And after we released her heart wall, the relationship started again. And now they talk to each other every week. Oh, that's like so sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, That is so interesting. And I'm always super curious to see how these things work. So for those of you in the audience, I actually asked Cora to come prepared today to do a little work with me so so you can see and hear how this works. So Cora, would you be willing to do a little sample with me today? Of course, you bet. All right. So Cora and I had a previous conversation and we sort of decided on some areas that we were going to focus on today. And I am going to, as the host, do a rare thing and be quiet and let (laughs) Cora take over and walk us through a little example of what she does as an emotion code practitioner. Take it away, Cora. All right. So yeah, for the people that get to watch the video, it'll be a little more interesting, but I'll try and walk through the steps. So first off, I just need to get your permission that it's okay for me to do this. Absolutely. And then I'm going to use muscle testing. And if you're not sure what muscle testing is and you're listening, you can go on YouTube. There's lots of videos about it because there's different ways of doing it. I do what they call like the ring method. So I lock my fingers together, got these fingers. And then when I ask a question and it's a yes, it stays tight. And if it's a no, they just slip through. So it does take some practice to get used to doing muscle testing and to trust that you're getting the answers that you want, that it's a yes or no, and just to trust your fingers. And then I've got a little chart. So that's the chart with all the emotions. You can also Google it and get it on there. And what's interesting is a lot of the emotions also coordinate with parts of the body. So if you say always had, you know, when you get that weird feeling in your stomach with certain, um, you get angry, it's always in your gut. Well, you might also have digestive issues, and that's because those emotions are all stored in that area. I don't think I'd want 200 balls of anything stored no, in my stomach. I know, that would right? be bad. But it's interesting sometimes just to know that, oh, that's part of it, right? Yeah. All right. So first, I'm just going to connect to Michelle. And so I'm just doing this down below so you can't really see, but I'm just going to check. And now who, what were we going to do? We're going to do a heart wall? Yes. With Mateo? Or yes. David? Okay, with Mateo. Okay, so I'm going to check. Michelle has a heart wall with Mateo, her son, and she does. So I'm just going to check how many emotions are in there. Is it more than five, more than 10, more than 15, more than 20? No, it's 15. So there's 15 emotions in there. 
And are they all, is 10 of them in the same row? Yep. So I'm just going to run down the chart and see if it's in an even row or it's in an odd row. And the odd row in row five. So all those emotions are in row five. Laura is checking oh, her chart. I am going to reuse those. So it takes a, just a second to release those. A51. I just number the so it's a little bit quicker. A52, A53, A54, A55, B51, B52, B53, B54, B55. Right. Release those ones. And then there's five more. Are they all in the same box? Yep. And is it in column A, column B? Odd. And that's all these ones. So these ones are confusion, defensiveness, grief, self abuse, and stubbornness. So do those ones. B31, B32, B33. B34, B35. Release those ones. Yeah. And is there also a hidden heart wall? Because sometimes there's a hidden heart wall. Just to make it extra thick. Mm. How many emotions are in there? Is it more than five? No, it's five. Five. Come A, B. And that one is under. And they're all around the heart. So effort, unreceived, heartache, insecurity, overjoy, and vulnerability. B11. B12. B13. B14. B15. Okay. We still have a heart well. No. Okay. So there might be some other stuff that residual stuff, but that's that's the main main ones in the heart wall. For give you a okay. So let's talk a little bit about what happened there. What sorts of things did you find? Well, that was some of them, and then the other one was row five. So the heart wall always has so many; it's not as individual as certain ones, but. Uh, I don't know. And did you feel anything? Because sometimes you do notice something right away and sometimes you don't. So I'm just curious. Um, did it. You may not. Of, well, um, humor, when you talked about stubbornness, because um, both my son and I are stubborn. That yeah. is a word that's been used to describe me most of my life. Um, I choose to say willful, but um, that one made me smile for yeah. sure. Feel any lightning? Yes, I definitely felt a little more, I don't know, peace, peaceful feeling, yeah. as well yeah. as the interesting response to giggle when you talked about yeah. being stubborn. Oh. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just that energy flow. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, if you notice any shifts. Mm -hmm. For yeah. sure. And certainly that that's the son that has uh, the special needs. So there is a lot of emotion wrapped up in his challenges and in our daily life and in how I and he experience that. 
um, on on the daily. So I'll be interested to see too, you know, how some of those things, like you talked about grief. Well, there's certainly been lots of that um, because, you know, he has challenges and there's always been a sense of loss on my part, not his. He was mm-hmm. born with yeah. his disability. So he, in his mind, hasn't lost anything. He didn't have it to lose it. Yeah. But as a neurotypical, able-bodied person, I have certainly seen where his inability to do things or to understand things can create those situations where I feel the loss yeah. for him. Yeah. And that's where I think it would be cool with, with the emotion code for the people like your son who maybe can't even verbalize some things and, and they might be feeling the same stuff that other kids would. I know one of my sons, I did some work on him and there was some unsupported things that came up for him mm-hmm. um, that I didn't know about. I knew about, but I didn't know how to help him with it until mm-hmm. I had the emotion code. And, you know, this could really help with those kids that are really trying to verbalize it or don't know how to verbalize it. And you can release some of that so that maybe they'll feel a little more confident in their in themselves and know, you know, that you're feeling the love and feeling the support. Mm -hmm. I also think, too, for anyone who's creating a legacy, uh, particularly since we're talking about special needs families, um, those parents, too, could use the extra support. You know, that extra clarity of thinking and all that kind of stuff. That's really good stuff to be able to continue to move forward in forging that life and the legacy that they want to create because it's not easy. So I see what you're saying there and how how neat that is. Now, we are clearly not sitting in the same space. We're not in the (laughs) same room. So obviously, you don't have to be in person to do it with someone um, because we just did it virtually. Um, and I would imagine you can do that pretty much with anyone all over the world. Yeah. Yep. And, um, with, with kids or animals, I don't even, I just need the permission from the parent if they're underage, like minors Mm -hmm. to, to do the work. Yeah. So you do this with animals too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, tell us about that. I don't do a lot. Like I don't specialize in animals, but it can do the same thing for animals. I actually worked on a friend's horse one time in Colorado. (laughs) Tell us about that. That's interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting. And it turned out her horse wanted her to ride him more often. <laughs> the horse was a little depressed. Oh, oh that's sad. <laughs> yeah, it was really neat. It was real. Yeah, yeah. But wow. it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. That's fascinating that you were able to kind of zero in on that. And did she tell mm-hmm. you? Like, did she mm-hmm. make that mm-hmm. change and things yeah. changed? Mm-hmm. Totally. So by riding her horse more, things just got easier. Yeah. Uh, How interesting is that? I never would have thought about that. Thank you for being a part of the Living Your Legacy podcast community in 2022. We can honestly say 2023 is going to be an exciting year. We've got some new things going on that we'd like to share with you. The Living Your Legacy podcast is now offering advertising spots. We found many entrepreneurs spent lots of money on advertising last year, only to find that they weren't falling in front of their ideal audience. We'd love to help you get your message out. Let's discuss this. Click the link in the show notes to book a time to chat and see if this could be a good fit for you. Now, 
there are going to be people who, as you know, listen to mm-hmm. this and, and look at this and think, mm, hooey. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little about that. Because um, this is definitely more in the woo side of the universe than yeah. the factual, tangible, put my hands on things side of the universe. Um, how, how would you address that? You know what? I always say to people, if you're looking for something, just be open. Not everyone's going to be, and I'm not going to convince somebody that it's going to be for them if they're not interested, but there are a lot of different modalities out there for doing so many things. And if, you know, you're going to a doctor and not getting answers, maybe the answer is not a physical thing that you can do at the doctor, and maybe it's something else. And there's so many modalities for healing and relieving stress and anxiety. Just be open to trying something different. Isn't that interesting? Because, you know, truthfully, if you're trying to create something in the universe, you're trying to, you know, create a legacy, you're trying to figure out a way to make this world a better place. Obviously, you are doing something that probably hasn't been done before. So being open to some other things, some other ways, like I'm super curious to see now what's going to happen when my son comes home and, and I'm actually solo parenting this weekend. So (laughs) there's going to be a lot of engagement between him and I. So, you know, we need to really think about, I'll be interested to see now based on what happened here today, how that's all going to unfold. And will it be a little bit more, a little easier? And of course you can be curious right around the results of this to say, okay, well, now that my attention has been drawn to this, you know, maybe I need to really give it some thought as to what am I doing? And that can lead you down a whole path to really figuring it out and making things better, which is great. If you're trying to create a legacy, now you have this opportunity to maybe do that thing that you've been putting off doing or Mm -hmm. avoiding. Or talk to that person that you really want to talk to about this, who might be an influencer or a decision maker who can actually get you somewhere. Or maybe you'll find the right words for the gatekeeper who keeps the gate for the decision maker on how you can pursue further past this. Or you can actually sit down and create that plan and then start taking action on it to be able to put that legacy out into the world. You know, we need more positivity and optimism. We need more people out there trying new things and innovating and taking care of all of us. We need the hope and the optimism out there for sure. COVID has taught us nothing. It's that we need more of that to be able to move forward as a race and as a species, as humanity. So I love that. So let's talk a little now about how going through this process can really help someone. So you've given a couple of examples. I love the horse one. That is by far my favorite. (laughs) Um, But talk a little bit like about some people who are either in business or who've done their legacy or, you know, living their legacies, how this can really help people. What kind of breakthroughs have you seen? Um, just, it's just interesting shifts that can happen. Say with, uh, one, one lady, we released a money heart wall and the next weekend she was hosting a workshop and had the most people and the most paying people that she'd ever had at a workshop. Sometimes it happens quickly and sometimes it doesn't. The thing with this kind of work is you have to remember sometimes it's a one and done and sometimes it's the layers of the onion. Mm-hmm. And you're going to peel a layer. So there's always more that can be done because sometimes as fast as we're releasing some of those emotions, we're also adding stuff in. <laughs> oh, 
I didn't yeah. want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Not what we want to hear. But no. at least if you have the tool and, you know, you can either work with someone or you can get the book. There is a book called The Emotion Code. You can read it. You can learn how to do it on yourself or other people. Um, and it's something that you can use when you need it, like right before you make that important phone call. Or I like doing it before events. Like I'll look at my calendar for the day and just go through and see if I have any potential blocks or heart walls with people that I'm meeting today or going to a networking event or anything like that. And it just allows the energy to flow better. Mm -hmm. And uh, amazing things have happened since doing that, just collaborations that have come up, like uh, different things that you might have been unexpected. Right. Because thing, the conversation just flows better. I hear the word flow from you a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, and I have heard that word um, a lot. It's kind of a new buzzword. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about how do you know? So let's say you've done the work and you've, you've released some of these little balls of energy that are inside your body and hopefully no new ones took their place. And mm-hmm. And now you're, you're looking for the flow. How would you know if it's starting to happen? You just feel lighter, mm-hmm. you know, like you say, it's like that baggage that you've actually been carrying around. When you release those emotions, you just feel a lightness. And um, sometimes it's almost, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's very subtle, but you just feel it. You just feel it. And I mean, it, that doesn't mean you're, you know, every day is going to be perfect and you're not going to have down days. We all have those, but I find that it goes quicker now. You don't stay in that place as long and you can do some more work and get out of it easier. Oh, that's awesome. And then I would guess too, if there's something specific that you're avoiding um, and then you release, you know, the emotions around that and you take action on it, flow would be what comes back after you start Mm -hmm. taking that action. Mm -hmm. And it could be things that you had, you said people didn't expect. They Mm -hmm. didn't expect, you know, this many people to attend an event. They didn't expect this many more paying clients than they thought they were going to get. Or in the case of a legacy, maybe it's that one influencer leads you to the next that Mm -hmm. you didn't even know existed And all of a sudden, they're a way better fit for you. And you can continue moving forward in this legacy. And that's sort of that idea of being in flow. I liken it to being, you know, on um, like a lazy, not a lazy river, but a beautiful river. You know, think of whatever scenery or background appeals to you. For me, it's more tropical and it's warm and the breeze is beautiful and you're just kind of gently moving you don't really have to put in a whole lot of effort you are you have to paddle Mm -hmm. but yeah not really struggling right and you get a chance to look around at what's at you and you know around you and appreciate the beauty and and it just feels like things are moving exactly the way they should be and that you feel very peaceful now personally in Mm -hmm. my in my personal yeah. life, the last few years have been just kind of chaotic. Yeah. And being a special needs parent, I've really felt more like I was in the whitewater rapids. And I'm yeah. going for dear life to this boat and trying <laughs> desperately to get me out of this. Yeah. And I would imagine that the emotion code can help you moving from the whitewater rapids into whatever smooth sailing looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's really so fascinating and interesting in terms of you know, we know what you think affects what you say and what you do. 
or don't do. And it does have a direct impact on your life, on your relationships, on your business, on creating anything that you want to create, whether that's that blanket you bought the yarn for and you want to knit and you never, ever did, or it's, you know, that business you wanted to launch or that nonprofit that is calling to you that to fill a space in the world that really needs that space filled, whatever that is, that this could be so useful to help you, well, lay down the heavy luggage you're carrying Mm -hmm. to be able to pick up those things that fill your cup with joy and love and peacefulness and happiness and the feeling of giving back, that what you do means something in the world. Um, And of course, we all are seeking that meaning, right? We want to feel like we've contributed something amazing to the world, that what we did in our existence made a difference. And so maybe it's that stuff. Now, for special needs parents, it might be that, and let me be truthful, as a special needs parent, what you do every day makes a difference. So folks, I'm talking to you, what you do every day, every decision you make, every battle you fight for your kid, sometimes it's with your kid, (laughs) personal experience talking there, Um, you know, it makes a difference because that child needs more, more from you, from the people around you than anybody else in your life probably ever will. And you make a difference. Speaking to you, moms and dads out there, you make a difference. Grandmas, grandpas, whoever's looking after these kids, foster parents, adoptive parents, whoever you are, you make a big difference. And what you're doing already puts out positive ripples in the world. But wouldn't it be nice too, to be able to put more of them out there? to have more of you to be able to go ahead and do that. And what ifs releasing some of these emotions that we maybe don't even know are there as as Cora alluded to lots of times we don't even know they're there. Hmm. Something happens or we go to do something and all of a sudden it's like you run into a wall and and literally run into a wall. Like it's a face plant and, and you're thinking to yourself, I don't understand why this suddenly got so hard. Why is this like, this was, this wasn't going to be hard. This isn't a difficult task. Like, why am I having such trouble with this? Right? You've run into like this ginormous emotional wall and releasing that can allow you to get to the good stuff that's on the other side of it. So definitely interesting for sure. And I'm super curious and I will report back to everybody how this all went um, and how I feel about this. And, you know, did I survive unscathed my solo parenting weekend? Um, cause it's, it's perfect timing. And I totally didn't even think about that when I put it together. Maybe the world was, the universe was telling me something today. And Cora was just meant to be here. And we were meant to have this conversation today of all days. Um, so Cora, I am sure that there are going to be people who have questions, who've got, um, curiosity that they might like to know more. I know you alluded to the book and obviously that will be in the show notes and certainly it'll be around for people to find. How can people find you? Um, pretty easy. Uh, I've got a website, coranaylor.com. So everything is on there, links. I've got a little video that explains how the process works and how I work, more questions about the emotion code, reach out to me. I'm um, also pretty active on Facebook. So I'm pretty easy to find. She is. I can attest to that. And then folks, again, Cora does her own podcast on all things around this, where she actually works with people to talk about how they've cracked their code or what emotion they had around particular things. It's a really interesting um, 
podcast called Crack the Code. I highly recommend that you go out and check that one out too. And her episodes are short. Or is that short and sweet, gal? So yeah. they're they're succinct and short. And there's a great opportunity for you to, to investigate a little more about what's going on there and how this is impacting different people. Because if you've got questions, you should definitely get them answered. Um, because that's the only way that we can all benefit. And if you've got an open mind about things and you're interested in exploring, Cora is a great woman to explore with. As you saw and heard today, it was not tedious or scary for me to do this with Cora. Otherwise, I would never have put this out into the universe. I would have had her do it privately, right? So not super scary, not hard to do. Cora is always this soft-spoken and easy to get along with. So I highly recommend that you check out her podcast, go check out the book, go to her website, check out the links that are on there so that, of course, you can get more information. And if that's not enough, or if you find Cora as amazing as I do, reach out and connect with her for sure. Cora, I really want to thank you for being here. This was such an interesting topic, quite eye-opening today. There's a few moments there. I'm like, really? Wow. Um, that's really neat. And I love that you shared that and you were willing to come in and do a little bit live with me because that's really kind of exciting. And again, I'm super curious. I will let you know the results yeah. of that. Um, it's really been a pleasure learning more about what you do and who you've helped and the interesting things that you've done and people you've connected with. Tell us a little about your co-working space and how that works if someone's interested in, in that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I host that for women to come in. Most of them are business women, but you don't have to be. Um, it's on the first and third Wednesday of each month from nine till 11 Pacific, and you can sign up for it on my website. So what happens is we get together, we go and break out into some breakout rooms for a couple of minutes just to network. And then everyone comes in and shares what they're going to work on today, um, either business or it could be self-care because we don't always plan for that. And then I'll release any blocks or emotions you have around whatever you're going to work on for the session. We go off camera, do the work, and then come back for the last few minutes to celebrate because when you're working home alone, no one ever tells you you're doing a good job. So we high five and move on with our day from there. Love it. I would try telling myself I do a good job, but it seems kind of pointless when I'm the only one talking to me at home. <laughs> it's just not the same. It's nice if no, someone else not. tells you. <laughs> oh, it is nice for somebody else to say, hey, good job on that. Particularly if it's something somebody's been avoiding yeah. doing, they do the release and then they kind of tackle it because they've been avoiding it. It's probably on their mind. Like it's often on my mind that it's something I know I should be doing and yeah just not doing it and it sort of plays on you so it's really nice to have somebody else say that so if you need more of that in your life i highly recommend checking that out and that's on your website too right yes Cora? right under events yep you can sign up for it perfect love it Cora. thank you so much for sharing your time your expertise your interesting clients you've worked <laughs> with today um and willing to come online and actually share with us in both the podcast space and the tv space what it is that you do and, and for people to see it. I think that that's really exciting. Thank you so much. And I hope that everything goes really well for you. Once again, check out her podcast, Crack the Code, and go see Cora at coranaylor.com. Thanks again so much, Cora. You're amazing. Thank you. Does the thought of follow-up give you a foul taste? Do you find yourself wondering how you can ever stand out from the crowd but need it to be easy and convenient? 
With a system like Send Out Cards, you can stay in touch and top of mind with only a few keystrokes. People's inboxes might be full, but their mailboxes are empty. Reach people literally where they live, work, or play, and watch the warm fuzzies go to work for you. See the show notes for a link where you can send your first card on me. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.